Raiders of the Lost Art. It's time. <laughs> it's a good name. We're going to do a little thing. A little thingy thing. A new idea. Yeah. And we wanted people to ask us questions. They didn't have to be music based. It could be anything. Because we keep people keep saying they want more podcasts with less music, <laughs> which is not the whole idea they of this. They want you to talk about bodily functions. Yeah, That's yeah. what they really want. I'm and s- that will probably come up in this. I'm in very this. happy that my family yeah. don't listen to this. Or fucking anyone involved. I didn't think in you'd give life. a fuck. What? I never thought you'd be the kind of guy to give a fuck about that. Oh, yeah, but like, I, I'm definitely the one that gives like, a fuck about I that. I definitely don't, right, until they say it to me. You know what I mean? And then you're like, like yeah. right now, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll die in a fire. Like, you know, <laughs> smell a fly killer off you. Go at me. Do you know what I mean? But like now, like when it happens, I'm like, listen, but that's not killed. Yeah. I just said that, and all of a sudden, I'm like five years old again. I'm like, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. I deleted from the internet. Um, but yeah, we want the people to ask us questions, and uh, we got we're some gonna great answer them. questions. We got some great questions. Really great. Well uh, ones. We gave people a twelve-hour window, seven a.m. to seven p.m. Um, the questions arrived today, the day we're recording this. Um, we got about eight questions, give or take. Um, some are absolute garbage. Fair play to you. That's what we wanted, really, to be honest with you. And, uh, some are real serious, uh, which I wasn't into, but <laughs> whatever, you know. Um, I really thought some of these were going to get horrible. I hate, I hate you putting questions out of the public. Just on the basis that maybe someone will say something super personal, which you got two of. So. Yeah, I got two. I got two delicious been. ones. Okay, so, uh, that's uh, that's proof that I just keep putting too much of myself out there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's see if we can keep we can you dig harder into you, this. You little whore, <laughs> little cum slut, man. I'm telling you, sex worker yeah, podcast guy. I am a little alt model who are ahead of me. Um, let's get to the first question. Uh, who ans- I have the my thing open here. So somebody asked uh, Aiden O'Hara asked. What is the shittest instrument? The one that destroys your ears every time it's you hear it. One for me. What was it? The kazoo. The kazoo. I fucking hate it. The kazoo. Is yeah. It's, it's, it's even yeah. on. It's even on a ghost song. It's mm. on uh, Zombie Queen. Goulet Zombie Queen. And, That's and, a great song. I'll tell you the live one, but you know what? A well-produced kazoo. Maybe maybe there's kazoos out there that are worth like a grand. Kazoo was just a lump of paper that you blow through, but they've turned it into this plastic fucking zzz, zzz, that? type of shite. It's like putting your lips up against fucking Donald Duck and blowing into that. Yeah, yeah. A kazoo, yeah. Kazoo's not bottom me. Ah, they annoy me. No, it's bottom me. A lot of punk bands use them. Do they? I've never heard a kazoo. Never heard a kazoo heard in a song in my life. You just said ghost and I just agreed with you. Just to sound like I knew what I was talking about. It's on. I don't. I don't. Because he was like, yeah, I, that, I agree that, with you. That, garbage. That, that like. double part song, Goulet's on. Yeah. Live, he does takes it. Yeah. And instead of the so, on the only the live version, on the regular one, it's the same thing. Live thing. Fuck off, the boy is fuck off back in the cage. You know what? It's. I also. Do you know what I hate more? But unfortunately, this instrument can be used for good and evil. Is the trumpet? Trumpet. Okay. So it can be used for. I don't like jazz. Okay. But but it can be used incredibly well for jazz. Yeah. It's used in pop, punk and ska. Okay. Pop, punk, ska. And I hate it for that. So all around, I'd have to say, if someone took a kazoo, I'd straight up reach over and grab that and put it in the bin. Really? Bagpipes can be, again, good or bad. Yeah. I really don't know. good or really bad. So what is the instrument you cannot fucking stand? The fucking lap steel guitar. Really? I fucking hate now, it. Now, it looks annoying. When I see someone playing like... It's bang just... A, bang a Budweiser off that. It's just a stupid <laughs> fucking thing. Every, remember every Budweiser song? Yeah. From the ad used the lap steel. I guitar. just can't. The minute I fucking hear it, or I see it at a gig, and it's just... It's just that... 
the <laughs> fucking, but it's like, you know that like country and western style where they drown it in reverb. <laughs> it's the Catterwall and Banshee call, scream and scutter of a fucking lapsdale. I can't do it. It sounds like a child crying. It's just, and my child's crying, and I don't even have a child. That's the fucking, you know, like they, they say, like when women hear babies crying, they, like their hormones from, go from mad. From the consumption days, what the tuberculosis like, days. There's something about that fucking, and fucking, and they all play the same fucking thing. And then they, yeah, they, they do it like, fucking horrific. A little triplet or something. Horrific. I can barely tolerate like a slide guitar. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember when cunts be playing with, like, beer bottles and all? I'd smash that up your hole, you cunt, with your beer bottle. Oh, my God. And there's not a guitar. I play guitar. You play guitar. Where, there's where not some, one of where us. someone takes a beer bottle from the crowd. Oh, my God. Takes a swig out and plays his fucking solo on it. Like, you're not, Fuck you. I've paid for that beer. You're not getting that beer. Fuck off. That was a tenner at your gig slash, you cunt. <laughs> Fuck off. Away me. I fucking, I hate slidey <laughs> guitar show you. I fucking hate it. Cause you, I guarantee you, you play guitar, I play guitar. I guarantee you bought a slide at one stage. I never learned how to use it. Or no, like, you liked didn't. It when I did. No, I never, you just got one and you went, yeah. and you went, that's fucking garbage. And yeah, you fucked it up in. Full you, on. You put it on your little ring yeah. finger and you. Nobody even knew. Yeah. But it made more sense to put it on your like proper, your index finger. But you meant to put it on your little one. No one knew what was going on. No. Garbage. No. Fuck it. So like the country use Ebos. I was about to say. It, you know, vibrators, guitar vibrators. You can probably use an Ebo and one of them. Of course you could. <laughs> fuck it. Just fucking play the guitar, you cunt. But the lap steel, it's a table with strings on it. I fucking hate it. That and a kazoo in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I just disp- I can't fucking do it and I have loads of mates who are mad into like country and western and rockabilly and they use them yeah, a right, lot just play the fucking guitar just sure. play the fucking guitar play you a song I mean? you know what write a song yeah, how about that that doesn't have a lap steel part forget about how much you spend on their amp head do you know the oh. people we know that have the best gear in the world yeah. write a fucking song how about that how about a chorus you cunt how about that there's a hundred bands I follow that are no just write a chorus you fucking prick do you know what I mean if your song doesn't have a fucking chorus and it's not a song it's it's an ad shut the fuck up the mood I create with my my tech the next one um, the next one Kim Brosnan asks if you could reproduce a song or an album that was mixed in a way that was trendy at the time but sounds kind of dated now what would it be that's a brilliant question isn't it yeah who would I you pick? Kim would, as soon as I seen, seen Kim comment on She also gave us an example of a Bee Gees yeah, song. Yeah, that's a really good example. Oh, I didn't click that. I'm not messing. No, but I know that song. Oh, you, you don't fucking you, know You win song. again, isn't it? You win again. So that's like... Do I know that song? You win again. Ah, uh, Okay, yeah, I know that song. It sounds like a George Harrison song. Yeah. And George Harrison, exactly, is the kind of person that would fall into the category of what Kim posted there. Going from the late 70s into the 80s, where technology hadn't quite been mastered how to use it, uh, 70s into 80s had some horrific production that should have died yeah and that's a good example of yeah. the, the, remember them drums yeah. not like the fucking Phil Collins doom, doom, not them but there was like this weird like massively gated and compressed and limited drums where er- there was no nuance in the drums everyone was just bish bosh bish bosh bish bosh and that bothered shit out well me. I went first last time so you go first this time what is your uh, what's your own uh, I don't think I'd have any particular song or any particular album but right. I would like Personally, I would like to hear old Bad Brain songs recorded in a modern 
Sitting. I thought I honestly would have put money on you saying Danzig. No, I think Danzig sounds perfectly fine. I'm all right with it. Some of the early Danzig sounds like it was recorded in a sink. Uh, it, like sound and stuff like that, yeah, and early misfits, but that that had the appeal. There's something about Bad Brains because they were such better. Um, yeah, they, they were just better musicians than anybody else. I would love to hear what like a proper like modern recording studio could how it could affect a classic Bad Brains. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Like an eighties bad brains, not like the lads now playing old songs. Mm. But you can imagine like band in DC or something recorded with that fucking two mads and that fucking heft to it, be incredible. Be but incredible. to be fair, the way it was recorded was the style that still stays. Yeah, one hundred percent. The album everybody talks about for them was uh, is Black Dot or Alpha Omega, and that's literally recorded in the shed. Yeah, literally recorded. No, not shed. It was an abandoned apartment, but that's the one they think captures. That bad brains feel, um, and it, I never saw bad brains live. Or so Speaking of an interesting uh, way an album was recorded, not that interesting but unique. Uh, a band that was announced for Ireland for the first time in what? Who? Thirteen years. Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah. Are going to play Electric Picnic? Fucking Electric Picnic. Oh, no. now, that is a, that, the first album. Is the only really good <laughs> Rage Against the Machine album? No. Okay, that and a bit of the LA Battle yeah. of LA. Yeah, second album's not great. Second album has two absolute outrageous. That's the, the first album is murderous. The first album, perfect. Start finish. Rage Against Machine. Rage Against Machine yeah. is ten out of ten. Live, live recorded. Live recorded. Yep. Ten out of ten. Amazing. It does not a single wasted second on it. No. Second album has two, maybe three outrageous bangers. Yeah, but I said this. They may not even make it onto the first album. Who? Those songs. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's definitely stuff from the second album made for the first one, hundred percent. Yeah, but the carry Would it make? Would you swap them out? Uh, okay, maybe that's a bad example because that that can be good. That can be said for anything, especially fucking Muse. Maybe, but uh, Muse are cunts for that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can separate them. I'm sure there was just. I'm sure there was a bunch of shit even from the third album that was yeah. like relics from the first and second. Um, yeah, the, no, I think the second album is what they. Uh, sorry, I think the third album is what they always wanted to sound like. Well, a lot of people need to hear their second album was shy, like what they said about Ghost, for instance. Yeah. Keeps coming back to ghost. That's a lie as well. It's a great album. No, it is a great album, yeah. but it's just misunderstood at the time, and I do like it more than I did. Yeah, even I, I like it more than the force. Well, that's interesting. Like that you said, bad brains. Because some mm. of their stuff, I know what you're saying, it loses its heft in the bad recording. It's just there's a particular, there's like a bunch of frequencies missing from those bad brains yeah. recordings that would add so much to it. Heft, yeah, missing just the heft. balls of it. Yeah, and it's missing because of the way they recorded on like a fucking Tascam four track. Or I think that's fair enough. You know, but uh, who's you? Mine is the entire album Dangerous by Michael Jackson. Mm. Not the entire album, but mostly. See, mm. this is right. To me, this album was recorded in a style at the time, as per Kim's qualifications mm. of what is to be done f- mm. with this one. This was recorded. This was the not, this was the first, I think, non Quincy album. Okay. So this was Dangerous uh, nineteen ninety one by Teddy Riley produced okay. this one. Michael Jackson and Teddy Riley from Blackstreet. Um, this to me when I listen back to it go I would definitely redo the drums on so many of these songs mm. especially stuff like the song Jam Remember the Time but then the songs like this album is a bit of a mess yeah it's surprisingly annoys me and exhilarates me at the same time because the songs like Who Is It and uh, Give In To Me are like ballady rock songs mm. where they use live drums and guitar and stuff like that but then there's the and he even says it here Cindy Dork like K 
contemporary R&B. Uh, That's that. But you're saying it was one of the guys from Blackstreet recorded Teddy Riley, yeah, incredible yeah, producer, absolutely yeah. brilliant. But it has that thing, that style of drums, loops, that yeah. were not timeless. Because if you go to Bad Thriller, mm. even the fucking funk album... Uh, there's instrumentation just, in it. Yeah, there's something about this some is, of the drums on Bad. So this is loopy as fuck. Basically, yeah. You remember? Now, I swear to God, if you had to take it at the time, it was actually not overdone at the time. But it has become through the nineties, from ninety one to ninety like seven, killed R and B, fucking uh, overplayed, overdone and ruined. That it degraded its replay quality. Mm. So, honestly, listen to Dangerous and. Listen to how annoying and aggressive some of the drums are, and that that you're like, no. Sorry. What year was that? That was ninety one. Ninety one. So we could have been talking about like like I said earlier, but that no, no. I'm, I'm saying that at the time this sounded fucking great yeah, to me. But, and my, I was like, like oh, I said, like, so the, there was a thing in the late punchy. It's great. It's punchy. There was a thing in the late eighties about this like highly compressed gated drums where everything was just no nuance, new, no like timber. Everything was just yeah aggressive. No, because we because face. you just sprung me on this today, Gar. Mm. I didn't get. We time both got sprung on it. I'm fucking. This is out, out the. This is out the back well, of my neck. Like. Re- I want to really read into what I don't like about things, but uh, for face value. Listen to the album Dangerous, which is, to me, an album that just didn't... It was the start of the end of me loving everything Michael Jackson did, mm. uh, musically. <laughs> Jesus. It just has the... Just, it sounds stupid. Yeah. Now it sounds to me stupid. Yeah. But like the, the songs on that, like, given to me, and uh, who is it, that don't have much of that going on, and they are classic Michael Jackson. Mm. And that is not a slight on Teddy Rowley, who is an unreal producer. But that is my album that did not stand the test of time because okay. of the production values uh, for me. Fair enough. Right, our next one is from uh, Keith Kelly. Ah, Keith. He, uh, he was... A, Keith Kelly's a friend of mine who uh, was the one who just suggested Diggy Diggy Hell. So, oh fuck you then, yes. fuck you. You're atrocious taste in music. Um, <laughs> if that's actually what you like, I hope to God you were just trying to annoy us. <laughs> you never us. know, Keith. You don't really know. You um, never know. I I hope you were just trying to annoy us. And um, me in particular, that's the worst. Um, so his uh, question was: We know that you despise bluegrass and slow covers. We do. Yeah. But what about metal covers of other genres such as pop? Are they acceptable? I just read that like Charlie from fucking <laughs> fucking Albert Sunny. What about metal covers of other such genres? So yeah, um, what about metal covers of other genres such as pop? Are they uh, acceptable? I mostly, I'd say, I'd give them a seventy percent rating of like on a lot of them. Okay. Um, there's a guy called Leo, something. Uh, it sounds kind of Italian. That does a lot of them. Fibonacci. That does a lot of them on YouTube and. Uh, Leo Italiano. He'll do them because he's he's got his own studio. It's Bruschetta. It's called like something like Frog Stomp Studio or something. Okay. He's just basically his time off. He'll go into the studio and record them. And he's got a great voice, and he'll. And also, there's that uh, ten seconds guy who does a ten yeah, second version of yeah, the, another yeah, guy yeah. who does like System of a Down in the style that generic Cody headed metal guy. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. All that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of them I do like. Like some of my favorite ones would be. So. There's a band called Tourist that do uh, Boney M's Rasputin. Okay. And it's a brilliant cover. Straight up brilliant cover. It's way too fast. Okay. But it's brilliant. <laughs> and then there's stuff like um, a band. I can't pronounce their name because I think it's Swedish or something like that. Right. And they do a cover of Elias' uh, Try Again. 
Okay. If you to do to give to me, and there's yeah. loads of those covers I absolutely really really love. Right. But then no, so I'd say a seventy percent of what I've heard. Now I have to tell you, people send these to me. Of course, weekly. Of course, like, you're a metal DJ, but you also play in pop clubs. Yeah, you love this. Now I will listen. It's fine. I don't really mind those messages. I hate the ones because listen to this entire album and talk about it in your podcast. Yeah, no, fuck off. Come here, stop. I've, we've, we've enough. We've, yeah. Give me a give me a flavor. I don't mind give me a flavor me those, I don't mind people sending me covers or stuff like that because I am really interested in covers. Mm. I would say. For me, it's almost a thumbs up always. So a seventy percent. Really? Yeah, I would. I don't really care. Uh, I figured you wouldn't care either. Well, you wouldn't listen to them. To uh, no, you're no. not clicking on it. So no. I, I was thinking, what would Gary think about it? And then the first thing I thought was, well, he's, he's not going to like. He's yeah. not going to click on it. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, I tell you what, I do have. I have a, an affinity for like shitty punk covers of pop songs. Yeah, well, me forcing the gimme gimme is a oh, example of how good they are. Jesus Christ, they just nail it every time. Um, there's no such thing as a bad me forcing the gimme gimme's cover of a song. Um, th- there was a series of they're almost tactical. They just well they, they do nail it. it. Like, it's like the, point they, the, I think the dirtiest bit I of it is Luke. What they do is right, and I, I might be wrong about this. I think they try hundred times more songs than they release and go. No, I got not working. Betcha, betcha. betcha. That's not instead of instead of just throwing out like yeah. Weezer would. Yeah, we we say no. Sorry, that's not working. We've tried find it. another one. Find another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put out what works. Yeah, and they're all bangers. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why it's just good quality. Yeah. Fucking. I just. I'm a sucker for it. There was a series called uh, like Punk Goes Pop. There was like eighty four of them. <laughs> a thousand, and there was like uh, Punk Goes Crunk. There was there was uh, Punk Goes Rap. There was a million of them, and there were just uh, everyone from like Bad Religion to like whoever name some random Orange County punk band who done uh, a random cover of a Taylor Swift song or an 80 song and a Razor song or something like that you see here's the thing right if it's too new and like someone covering Taylor Swift for me be mm. useless I don't really know any yeah, Taylor Swift yeah, songs yeah me too I'm not I know like one or two songs reasonably well in the your rest man's of name sorry is uh, Leo Maraccioli okay he's very very good okay uh, he um, brings his daughter in all to sing to do oh, like, cool, plays cool, with his yeah. little daughter because that's fantastic yeah, yeah. that's kind of stuff he's very very good at it um, yeah, some of them punk is, punk is better at than metal I'll yeah it, way cause, better because I think the beauty of the beauty of, of doing punk covers is that they strip it down to the fucking three four chord trick and you get to the essence of the song so yeah and they're just it's just it's adapt it's it's more easy to adapt yeah, 100%. to. 100%. With a lot of metal bands that are trying to um, over-exaggerate and yeah, complicate it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if they don't, it becomes a punk song. Exactly. So exactly. that's why punk... Yeah, exactly. I just, for, for me, I, I listen word to... Word for word almost, it's easier to do punk exactly. than it is. Yeah. I, will, I will gladly listen to shitty punk covers of even the most garbage of all songs all day. I have nothing against metal bands covering pop songs. It's fine. Um, I think it's kind of a gimmick. Well, um, it's definitely a gimmick. Yeah, but I think it's... Uh, there's another layer to the gimmick when there's a metal band doing it because they're kind of stepping out of their wheelhouse so hard to make themselves seem so left the field yeah. that they can play, they can complicate a fucking Britney Spears song into oblivion. Absolutely, because you're putting drum fills in, you're putting, yeah. uh, when, the worst is when they try and do blast beats over something that should be more simple Yeah, and where they add a, uh, off time bits where you're like well, there's no need for it we don't, we don't need to yeah. write your own focus on you prick um, okay it. so are we done with that one I think that's it yeah okay well, adequate let's, answer yeah let's move on to our next one our next one comes from uh, Gillian Dempsey who was doing the very Irish thing of uh, spelling her name in Irish Gillian uh, Dempsey Dempsey I don't fucking I don't understand yeah 
Gillian uh, McJumpsuit. Yeah, people do this when they're either trying to hide from somebody or uh, they want to be mad Irish or uh, they're trying to make themselves more interesting than they actually are. What do you reckon? <laughs> it's actually, if the way I look at it is if it's an older person, like say 30s up, I think they're doing it for the right reasons. Young people doing it with their little uh, fucking with their Reebok, li- Reebok tracksuits. With their little dicks, like yeah. their little dicks, like. Sure. What? Reebok tracksuits are their uncle's moustache that they, <laughs> that, they, that they fucking looked at. Young people doing the Irish name, I'm not 100% no, behind that. I, was just, but I, I know a lot of people who have had that for years. I think. I'm just slagging Jill. Jill's uh, had that for a long time. This is Jill. Time. No, the only reason I'm giving Jill a hard time is because Jill asked me a very personal question. Oh, shit. Jill wants to know how my manky nipple is. <laughs> you did talk about it for I a did, while. I did for a while, yeah. Um, how is your manky nipple? It's a bit better. It's a uh, bit? I thought you said that. Fully better? Uh, no, I thought it was fully better and it kind of came oh, back. fuck. Uh, I've had an itchy nipple for about a year and a half, right? Are you sensitive to uh, no. biological Listen, powder? Listen, I've gone through the whole fucking Spectrum. gamba of shy that could be affecting me and it's nothing to do with it. I just, there's something weird going on. Because um, at one stage, didn't you try to milk, milk it? I tried squeezing it. <laughs> I tried... Uh, I was joking. I didn't know if you did uh, that. Or not. I tried squeezing it. I tried like I put a loofah to it. I thought maybe there's like some like dirt particles trapped in there, and I reefed that apart. And, Listen, uh, I've, we've all done that where you can't figure out what it is. You just, just kill rip it. it, rip yeah, it apart, kill it. Yeah. Every time, usually for me, what that is is an ingrown hair. I don't. Almost yeah. always. So uh, yeah, it, it's a lot better. A lot better. I could absolutely go like a couple of days or a week without having a, a reef and nipple. Uh, what what happened was I found some tube of random cream in my house. I don't know what it is, and I just started rubbing that on it, and it went away. Is it dry? No. What is is it? I don't know, it's just itchy. No, it's just mad itchy, reefing itch. You know that like that itch that gets in your teeth. Yeah, you know that yeah, itch. Know What's one. this? I shit? get that on the top of my foot after like some work, and I scratch it. It'll just bleed. Just because that's athlete's foot or something. No, 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 it's not. I know a fella who got athlete scrotum. Yeah, athlete's foot and he scratched. <laughs> athlete's scrotum. Yeah, athlete's scrot. He, he, he scratched his, <laughs> scratched his foot, not knowing he had athlete's foot. And uh, he transferred some of like the dirt particles onto his ball bag when he scratched his bollocks and he got athlete's ball bag and he had to like destroy his whole junk with like canister cream and everything to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, the, the tennis layer of skin, like I think is almost is on the front top of your foot. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. if, like, after a Well, there's bits of your body that aren't weathered at all. Yeah, that's the least weathered yeah. part, the top of your foot. Yeah. That, that little runway mm. between your ankle and your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just if soft. You, but if you scratch that at all... Oh, yeah, it's in shite. Shred it. Yeah, it's great, great scratch. It's a great scratch. great scratch. Great scratch. Great scratch. I had that least foot once and I so scratched it to the that's bled. the only thing I can do about this answer is <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah. so I found some cream. I don't know what it is. Uh, it literally could be, like, abortion cream. I don't know. I just rubbed Actually, that on my nipple. All you have to use specialised uh, washing powder. Yeah, you get the fucking skin thing, don't you? I get a thing where, I think it's like, I think I think one of the terms is like, handmaid's hand, or not, well, uh, or fairly liquid hands, like. Yeah, so, like, if I sweat, if I use, if I use regular pencil, or, God forbid, Lenore, or something like that. Is that even a thing, Lenore? I think so, yeah. Or fucking, with the EU or something. Daz or something like yeah. that, right? If I use that and then sweat into that, it will begin to eat my skin. Really? Yeah. I don't have anything like that. See, I'm not allergic to it, and I have no... So basically, like, I'll get a chemical... Reaction to yeah. any of those things. I got none of those things. I do have a big chemical burn on my leg, um, from 10 years ago. When, uh, do you remember when, like, uh, um, Heineken Ice and Budweiser Ice and all was a big thing? Do you remember that, right? So we had one of those in the pub. 
And basically what that was, this giant cooling machine, it's a big box that goes underneath the tap and it, it double freezes the beer and it causes the, the tapping head to get like frosty and icy and all that. And I lifted one of them up one day, and whatever mad chemicals live inside it poured all down my leg. Do you? That's fucking. Oh, Jesus, yeah. So I have this weird. Not scars, but like things on my leg from that. Do you remember before ice beers, uh, cocaine, and Prosecco on top? Yeah. People just drank fucking points. Yeah, just had a point and shut yeah, the fuck up. Great. Like, hmm? like then, then the, the great thing about points is you don't need to keep running to the toilet and come back out like you hoping people don't know what you just did. Like what we do all the time. But that's different. We just had a bodily function. Like a oh, like you're talking about like on the bag, like on the bag, like bag heads. Yeah, no, no interest in being a bag head. I don't care. I think it's a stupid fucking joke. Um, but do, yeah. do what you want. Do what you want. This is my opinion. Whatever. Um, yeah, but my nipple is a. Uh, it's fine now. It's not. It's not. It's grand. It's grand. It's not. It's, <laughs> like it's fine. My nipple is fine. Uh, thank you out, for out, out of ten. Over a hundred. Oh, well, shit. Oh, over a hundred. What percentage? Like, if a hundred is on fire. Is, no, a is, hundred is like good. Okay. Ninety. That's pretty good. I mean, everyone's nipples are usually on a ninety. This is a, this is a thing. Somebody said it to me the other day that like their nipples are reefing off them as well. Yeah. Maybe it's just fucking something new. Yeah. New people stuff. I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah. So thank you, uh, Jill, for your for concern. Hanging, for hanging there. For hanging me about my fucking nipple. Uh, right. What is next? Oh, fucking hell. Um, here we go. Rossa, good old Rossa. Rossa yeah. Keegan says, Rossa listened to, I think, like, what did he listen to almost every episode? We he went on holiday. Week. Yeah. yeah, he went on holiday and just fucking banged them all out. Nice. Good man, Rossa. Um, he says, what was the first, oh, hang on, what was the song that when you first heard it, you knew was going to be, you were going to be a fan of absolutely everything they ever made? Brilliant. Brilliant question. Yeah. Um, you go. Yeah. Um, so one of the first ones that comes to mind, I'll tell you a few that, let me down slightly or maybe before I land on the one um, the first time I heard the song Musical Chairs by Fair to Midland I was like my mind is blown by mm. this it's absolutely bananas Just I'm using your words now what in the dickens is happening I'm using your fucking terms so I went and listened to this album Arrows and Anchors I think it is and it is just one of those <coughs> metal albums with Definite Mr. Bungle and Devo influences mm. and crazy stuff. And their earlier stuff, again, is even probably slightly even better as well. Should we do a playlist for this? Uh, probably not. Well, do you know what we'll do? We'll post up, uh, see, post up some songs on the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll, so what we'll do. Yeah. So that's the first one. Now, I didn't love everything to do with that. And another one would be maybe the first time I heard Mr. Bungle. I was like, again, name to check down. I was like, fuck. And Primus. But you can't like every Primus song. You're a liar if you say you like mm. every Primus song. There's millions. But one thing I will say is, and this is to get back to a story, when I called you randomly on a Friday, I went, fuck, I'm walking by the pub. Uh, and you're like, yeah, stall it down. There's a, there's a band doing a, a show here. Mm. And it was the Murder Capital. And I saw the lads outside having a smoke and all, and me being a fucking dickhead, I was like, what way are they dressed? Yeah, yeah, it I, is. I, knew, I know I'm old. It's particularly over the top, yeah. It's kind of like suits, but they're over... They're suits that are too big for them, but cut short at the yeah. ankles. Yeah. And the big brogues. Yeah. And I was Talking like... heads. And I was it. like, man, it's actually... This is my ignorance coming to play, but it's okay, because it has a happy ending. Yeah. I was like, I'm actually not going into a pub for a sneaky point now, because I don't want to be... Whatever they're playing, I'm not into it. Uh, and I remember Kev telling me, he's like, if you like... Uh, 
Die Fontaines. Die fucking call them Die Fontaines. <laughs> Fontaines DC. If you like Fontaines DC, Fontaines these might be up your street now. Yeah, I'm not yeah. mad into Fontaines DC. I yeah. think what they're doing is fantastic and I love, it's definitely important. Uh, I went, well, that's a killer for me. So I said, fuck, you know what? The bar's open. I want to have a point. So he stuck on the album while they were setting up downstairs. Yeah, that was a Terror Records gig. Yeah, yeah, the album on, yeah. so I was, already my body was like, you're going to hate this shit. So the song called, um, it's the first song off the album came on and it's called um, For Everything. Mm. He's got that thick Dublin accent. Actually, very rarely have a lot of people nail it, I believe his one. Um, I was These like, lads aren't as Brendan Behan now. No, 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 yeah, no. They're, they're, they're fine, fine with being invested into the Joy Division sound yeah. and, the, and the 80s stuff. Yeah. The first song came on and I was like, is this is this the album? Sounds I so think good. Kevin and Lou were like, yeah, that's that, yeah. that's it. I was like, that drumming, yeah. the drums and the bass <laughs> at the start of that are genuinely yeah. fucking brilliant, top notch. Yeah. And then your man's voice came in. It took me a, few, yeah. a minute to get oh, used to it, but I was like, oh, hang on, no, his lyrics are actually good. Yeah. He's not talking about fucking yeah. Dublin, the good old days. Being chased maybe by seagulls maybe down the Liffey. Yeah. Maybe he is, but I don't know it. The ghost Stop. of Brenda Behan chases me down the Liffey of the seagulls. Carols outside yeah. Christchurch Cathedral yeah. where my uncle once <laughs> fucking bled his heart. Oh, fuck yeah. off, will you? Fuck off. You're waiting around for that, so shut the fuck I'm talking about it. But this was, I don't know what you were singing about, but it wasn't that. So it was yeah. like, Grant, all of a sudden, halfway through the song, it just breaks. There's the two guitars playing, yeah. two different things. Everything drops out with just that one guitar and it, it stays on that but the song changes around that bit. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. There's no way I just think this is a good song. Yeah, no, this, this is, is a fucking brilliant song. Legit, like, yeah. And by the end of the album, I went, fuck, I'm in the queue. I'm not going home anymore. Yeah. I was uh, I was in town already. I'm, uh, for some reason, I've got a deluxe version yeah, of the album. Yeah, this and I'm getting it signed. Yeah. I'm getting it signed like a sap. Yeah. I'm down here watching their gig to like uh, 100 people. Yeah. Brilliant life, by the way. And, uh, that was the first time I heard an ounce of Mortar Capital. Yeah. That's, uh, to me, the real deal. Now, their entire shtick might not be their fucking real deal, but that music, it's just unequivocally brilliant. Mm. It's just... Now, that album, um, these are, I think it's called These Are My Fears or something like that. Um, I have it, and I actually listened to it the other day, because I had a day off and I decided to do video games and music. Yeah. Uh, do a level, put a record on. I, I, do, say, I do that from time to time. Yeah, I do, do a level, put some music on, because the music of the game, I can take or leave, it's repeated over and over yeah. again. I might as well be doing two things at once, multitasking yeah. like a good man. Uh, I have to say, I'm going to use that as my example okay. of a time where I heard that and went, I think I might like everything they do. And by the end of the album, it's fucking, it gets really dark. Mm. There's bits where there's minutes and minutes and minutes of instrumental stuff. Mm. No, it's the, f- the bass tone and the drums. The drummer. It sounds great. incredible. You it can really tell is. that that dude is a fan. The, the, the whole band are fans of Joy Division. That's yeah. fine to wear a band like that on your sleeve if you can. If add you can do it. If you can do yeah. it. A lot of bands say Very important. So that's my one. What is your one? My one is the complete and or opposite end of the spectrum. Right. My, uh, the band I picked that the first time I heard them, first time I heard them was on the cover of, I think it was a Kerrang! CD. That's when Kerrang used to have a, like a speaker that yep. would play it off the cover. You mean the CD? <laughs> yeah. A CD that came with Kerrang and it was like one of these Kerrang ones to watch type of fucking things. I have a funny story about this afterwards where I thought it was going to be good and then I listened to the rest and I was like, no. Ah, right. So, um, I, I knew no, nothing about this band whatsoever. Now again, this is the complete and utter opposite end of the spectrum. Completely and utterly. And uh, 
I, I picked up, I, I, I didn't get Kerrang all the time. It was either Kerrang or Metal Hammer, one of them. It, it was one of those things where if you were in the news agents, no, when, I did it. when I did they it. existed. I actually never really liked Metal Hammer because there's only so much, so many articles I can read about Iron Maiden. Yeah. And yeah, Sepultura. Yeah. But um, at least because during the time I was born, I liked new metal and the Kerrang. Uh, yeah. Kerrang were fine with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there was a thing if there was like a cool poster in there or the cover Posters story was a, was a band you were interested in. Maybe you'd learn something, that type of thing. Tell me who the band is. The band is, I'm oh, getting there. Tell me. The band is Raging Speedhorn. The English, Bristol the, or Brighton uh, or something? Corby they're from. Right. Um, Oh, the, Everyone I knew loved them. I went to every gig in yeah. Temple Bar Music Centre. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, they were good. Yeah, they were. I can't get enough. There's something about this absolute me head. Fucking. I'm not going to use the word garbage. But they strike me as guys who are not me heads. They 100% are absolute me heads. Are they? 100%. <laughs> Having met the lads on a couple of occasions. And I mean that in the best possible way. That's alright. Um. They had a song, uh, they were discovered, I, I don't know what I talked about, I'm sure they did. They were discovered by Biohazard. Oh, really? Biohazard were doing a tour of the UK, and Raging Speedhorn um, had nothing recorded, and they uh, they supported Biohazard. And this was back in the day when Biohazard had a little mini uh, recording studio in the back of their van. Right, so they had a big fuck off nightliner, and they had a little section in the back of it with like a little A track recorder or a computer or whatever the fuck it was, and a couple of like basic drum kits and guitars, bullshit. So they could bang out demos on the road. Yeah. Right? So what happened was, by uh, much in the same way as Ghost being twigged by uh, Phil Anselmo. Yeah. Fucking that whole concept. It, the, the, something very similar happened with Biohazard, like Evan Seinfeld, and Billy Graziani. Copped that, like, the Speedhorn thing is fucking insane. Bands tapping up bands, yeah. pulling them into the circle. Yep. Jamie Foxx pulling in Ed Sheeran. Exactly. <laughs> so he fucking, uh, the, the Biohazard boys, uh, Danny, more than likely would have been Danny Schuler in particular, who writes most of the Biohazard stuff and records it, has a recording studio, um, said to the boys, like, listen, come on and record a song. So they went into the bus and they recorded a song, I believe, called The Gush. And that was, there was nothing else. From Raging Speedhorn, barred this one kind of demo that was recorded in the back of Biohazard's bus called De Gush. And, uh, because Biohazard were behind that, and there was kind of a bit of a story and a bit, getting a little bit of traction in the UK kind of metal press, um, I think it was Krang, put this song on a cover CD. And I was a sucker for if a, if a magazine came with something free. I yeah, just, I just buy it. Came with an action figure, Listen, came with a fucking disc. It's actually whatever. sad that that doesn't happen anymore. Exactly. Because we all, it's true Metal Hammer CD, not Metal, Crying or Metal Hammer CDs. Yeah. I did discover loads. Yeah. Especially at the time where I was DJing metal music and I actually, was one of those download CDs you used to provide with some great stuff on those. But what I'm saying is you could get the CD yeah. and you would get to immediately test it. You wouldn't have to yep. download it, put it onto your laptop. Yep. Just, you'd have you it banged there. it on. And as well there. as that, even if you never listened to it, someone would come and go, if you got that song, you go, hang on a second, you'd, you'd, mm. you'd go through your uh, demo Kerrang yep. fucking things mm. go, uh, what about this one? And it was never an album track. But no. they might go, yeah, stick that on, yeah. it's great. That's how I found bands like Spine Shank and all that off yeah, those exactly. Kerrang CDs. But this song, The Gush, was on there and I heard that and I never, ever heard anything like it. Ever. And then that first album came out and I fucking ran out and I bought it. Now, I have to describe... Um, Your disappointment. No, I ha- no. <laughs> I have to try and describe what this band are. This band are like if... Uh, it's a great name. Right, Speedhorn's a great name. If, um, if Black Sabbath were on like... Jesus. Actual speed. 
Yeah, but they're not even fast. I don't even know how you describe it. It is groovy, isn't it? It's mad groovy. It's, that's what I do like about them. They are like about them. That's what I like about them. About them. Oh my god, they're very crazy. So Rage and Speed Horn are like Black Sabbath meets kind of death metal. But they're, they're, they're nuts. They have fast bits, but they're so groovy. And they have two singers. And the two singers are kind of very different. There's not one singer singer and one growler. There's two proper hefters. I like that one about Proper. Yeah. And one of them literally looks like he was dropped on his head as a child. Do you know why those bands are great? Because they usually have two huge inputs. Because two singers, like, write their own stuff, but maybe. The beauty of the way the Speedhorn thing works is they have yeah. this trade-off. Oh, man, dual singers is um, fucking brilliant. But they don't always do the trade-off. They will absolutely just sit in the back and let your man yeah. do his bit, That's and then his jump song, in, yeah, fair enough. and then jump in for, like, their half the chorus or whatever it is. Do you know who else used to do that? You know, A little band called The Beatles. The Battles. <laughs> not Battles. <laughs> yeah, not Battles. Not, <laughs> do they even have lyrics? Uh, battles? I don't know. Yeah, no, maybe Beatles. on some songs uh, the Beatles yeah um, there's something about Speedhorn that I, I there's two albums by Speedhorn that I will not listen to because they are, it doesn't have all the original members on and they're also incredibly difficult to find so I don't actually consider them to be Rage and Speedhorn albums um, how you're just being elitist I'm being a little bit pedantic there that's alright but first of all I've never heard them because I can't get them right right that's not your fault. They're not, that's putting, not, they're not fault. putting them on a CD that's they're, coming to your gaff. No, you cannot find them. They don't right. exist on Spotify. They don't exist in the wild. I've never seen them. If I saw them, I'd buy them, but I have not seen Get, them. Send some emails, Gar. Send some emails. You are them. a big deal in the hardcore scene of Ireland, in Dublin, and specifically in the 90s. So therefore, you should. The first time I went to see Rage, I've seen Speedhorn a few times. The f- the, um, they stopped playing here for about 10 years because they got yeah. fucked over by a promoter. But the very first time, I, they, I oh, bet you, you know who it is as well. But the first time I ever went to see them, they were meant to play in this shitty little pub on Dorset Street called The Temple. Right? Not The Shelter? No. That's not even there, is it? Yeah, The Shelter's fucking 20 metres away from where you're sitting right now. Yeah. So the first time they ever played, it was supposed to be in a pub called The Temple, right? Now, The Temple is just a I little remember. room. I, yeah. I think I've been there. I played there. Second second tour and fourth gig I ever played was down there. It was a great little room. Just a little box of when room. you had stickers on your guitar. Yes, exactly. Stickers on the guitar. And the whole gig was cancelled because it was a double booking. So instead of moving it to a venue of a similar size, they moved it to The Temple Theatre. That holds like 2,000 people. Theater. Yeah. The Temple <laughs> Theatre was about five minutes around the corner and it's a converted church. I'm sorry. That's where DJ Pressure and Mark McCabe would yep. be fucking. Yep. I think even Carl Cox probably played there at some stage. He did. I saw Carl Cox there. Fucking hell. They played the Temple Theatre. It holds about 1,500 <laughs> people to 2,000 people. There was about 50 of us there. <laughs> do you know but, what someone went? Do you know what? Do you know what? That's the laziest decision ever. The Temple's gone. What do we do? Uh, temple Theatre? I think because it, it'll help with the flyers. All we have to do is write theater on the back of it. <laughs> so this is converted to church, stained glass windows, the whole shebang. <laughs> we used to go down the weekends and see the. They used to have cover bands up until like ten o'clock, and then they'd be like a rave DJ or a ultrasonic, club DJ. ultrasonic, yeah. Pull the heart. yeah. <laughs> That's what, we used to go there when you didn't want to go too far from home. That's where you went. So we got I got to see Rage of Speedhorn there, and it was life changing. And after the gig, one of the singers stole my black flag hoodie. You rotting the mill? I'm rotting the mill. He stole my black flag hoodie. I had a hoodie with the black flag bars on it. To be fair, you are always within 10 minutes of a washing machine. That poor lad. He came up to me after the gig. And I lost my mind, right? I'm having a little fangirl moment. Relax yourself. He's not that fucking bad. I know, but I couldn't help it. I loved him so much. And I was like, oh, good gig, mate. You are a good 
man yeah, exactly. in the in, in the, the music, music and your guitar <laughs> is so sharp <laughs> so he says to me that's a nice hoodie and I went alright yeah Oh my god, was he fucking like, coming at me? Bullying you? No. Oh, oh he mate, fought, he a fucking nice hoodie. There's a story. Wait till I tell you this story. It even gets better, right? So, he says, that's a nice hoodie. Where'd you get a it? Fucking nice hoodie. And I said, uh, I, I bought the internet or whatever. Do you know right? where I got my one? Yeah. Off you, you can't. Exactly. I wasn't far off. <laughs> what? He says to me, he says, what size is it? And I'm like, uh, extra large. And he goes, let me see if that fit me. And I went, oh my all God, right. Did you get prison shoes? Full on. He fucking gaslighted me or whatever in prison. people you say. He's got prison shoes. Full on. Let me see if it fits you. And I was like, all right, yeah. And I just pulled it off me and he put it on him. And it was, oh, it's real nice. And just disappeared into the crowd. Do you know what that happened to me? Uh, that used to happen to me once a week on my road playing football. Pass me the ball. I don't want to pass me the ball. <laughs> that, that fucking boys in the hood thing. I don't want to pass <laughs> yeah, want, Y'all want to see a dead body? <laughs> no, but like, like, like go, Yo, little man, pass the ball. So people go, pass me the ball. Yeah, no, like, no, no I won't get a bike. Doesn't matter how fast you pass it, up high, down below, yeah. I'll control it. Yeah. It's gone. They wouldn't. No, the ball will fly by them. Yeah. They'd run it and take it. And like, why did they do that? that? Yeah, because they're scum. Because they want to die. That's right. Just being hard on scum as well. <laughs> so, but what I found out later was the reason they formed a band is because two or three of them robbed <laughs> the car. No, hoodies. no, they robbed the car one night. Right, they're from this hellhole called Corby. Right, they robbed the car one night, and there was a cassette stuck. In the tape player of the car, of the, of the car, that was a black flag. It was like black flag damaged. And they just kept playing. They couldn't turn it off. And these are like rave kids. But black flag kept playing. They were like, this is, un- this is unreal. Never heard anything like this before. Let's start the band. So they literally found the band off the back of robbing a car where black flag played the soundtrack. So you're telling there. me if you found a way to, uh, <laughs> super glue tapes into cars around impoverished, impoverished areas around Dublin, we would create another raging speedhorn. Quite possibly. And it wouldn't be like versatile or anything. It'd be like uh, might be good. Uh, they're not. They're they're not bad. Well, they're not. They want my thing. Let's not get into that. But to be fair, if you are, there are Eminem. They're not absolutely. There's someone. Sorry, there's some. There's some. They're, else they're, no, I, I, I'm having nothing to do with it. I'm having absolutely nothing to do with it. So our next one um, is Sean Doyle, and he Sean asks, "What song do you wish was an instrumental?" For example, good question. Every Limp Biscuit song. Yeah, that's a really good example. I hate when someone, no, I hate when someone, when someone comes up with the example I probably would have used. Yeah, so but, now yeah. I have to go look for yeah, another example. But that, because, no, it's good because it's a great example of Limp Bizkit being musically <laughs> fucking incredible, but lyrically and vocally Dort. Dort. not as, not as good. He's basically the weakest link of the band, Full Fred Dorst, and yeah. we know that. But I still love Limp Bizkit. I will accept that, but it's, it's just weird because the reason they're stupid is because of Limp Bizkit. Yeah. The reason they're brilliant is because of the band. Yeah. But together, it's a brilliant stupidity. Mm. It's an idiot savant situation, but he's not an idiot savant. Stumbling He's an idiot and they're savants. Yes. They split the difference. They split the difference and we get that. Uh, and it made me think instantly of early Fate No More. Mosley Fate Mosley Fate No More. Fate no okay. More. So there is a huge amount of early Fate No More and I like Mosley. You know what yep. you do? If you're a Fight No More fan, you make your peace with Mosley. Mm. Or else you're just an elitist. Mm. Mike Patton, Mike Patton. I love Mike Patton, but I still think that some of the best music Fight No More ever put it with are the Was first two shit? albums. Mm. But then again, I couldn't really pick a song. So then I remembered something I did want instrumental. And it is a song from Pretty Hate Machine. Because Pretty Hate Machine musically is mind-blowingly advanced mm. and brilliant at the time yep. 1989 yep 
also when uh, Mike Patton joined Fight No More, really. So the song is That's What I Get. Mm. That's a great song. But lyrically, it's one of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> but musically... It's fucking phenomenal. Mm. The synths he uses are creepy and dark. Mm. They're some of the best synths he uses on the album. And musically, that song is some of my favorites. Vocally, it's meh. But even every song of that is vocally mm. meh until yeah. you found this thing. Yeah, of course. But lyrically, I'm just going to read you. Do it. This is mad. If you don't, I don't know if you know the lyrics of this. This You do know them, but... I've been a while since I've paid it's, attention it's to possibly it. possibly unfair that I'm reading them out in it fucking monotone you'll get us algorithms man how could you turn us into this after you just taught me how to kiss you I told you I'd never say goodbye Mm. I'm slipping on the tears you Uh. made me cry (laughs) but do you remember how that song goes it's fucking deadly and then it breaks into this how could you turn us into this Mm. that's the one time I'd go you know what this would be a better song instrumental. And, and you know what? What we have is a groundbreaking album. No doubt about it. If you, yeah. if you doubt that, fuck off. But what we have to accept with a person's first album is a certain amount of naivety and silliness. Uh, it's a bit silly. That's what I get is a bit silly. Vocally is meh. Yeah, there's a, there's a weird thing with fucking that Mosley era where it's... It's no, I'm talking about Fighting the Mario. I'm not. I'm talking about um, Nine Inch Nails. Oh no, I'm talking about Mosley. Oh yeah. Before we get into that, his lyrics. I don't know if he's got good lyrics, in there, but I don't understand what he's yeah. talking about. He's got a. He's got a lyric that say, "Like that time I tr- you tried to teach your nephew to fart, he couldn't do it. He's caught in the outside. He's caught in the middle, and that's a great song. That's R and R. And I don't know whether his lyrics. Are, that's how. That's how I like someone. If they're, I don't know if their lyrics are shit or good. But I know for a fact that this is the weakest point lyrically of Trent Reznor's probably entire career. This would have been, and that includes post heroin happiness that yeah. he did. But this also probably at a time where he was under pressure to produce oh, a load he, of. He's probably just like, man, I'm doing everything. If my lyrics are not fucking killing it, or my vocals are not killing it, so what? The music isn't real. But that's my point. Yes, 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 yes. I'm with you. That's what I get. Fucking strip the instrumental back on that. You got mm. a fucking great instrumental, but every time I hear it, every time I play it, when I hear that, after you taught me how to kiss you, I'm like, ha, oh, Trent, boy, please stop it, Trent. Go back and change the lyrics. Yeah, do a Kanye on that and fix that whole song. Yeah, just remaster and reproduce the whole so thing. So it fool. was a great question, and that's one of the songs of one of my. And I picked one of my favorite artists off one of my favorite albums of all time mm. that I would change and maybe put that out instrumental. And um, the rest of the lyrics, that's what I get is fine. You know, yeah. that's the album is is ropey in terms of lyrics, mm. but groundbreaking in terms of. It's you know what he's not the first person to do a skinny puppy ministry and all yeah, the early ministry yeah. grand but listen no one touches pretty hate machine who is your first <laughs> one that you would make instrumental I don't know I was thinking about this well Gary you had loads of time to think about did, yeah. loads of time I mean about four hours yeah um, I thought that I would like to hear um, Decemberists instrumental but I don't dislike Colin Melo's voice I like no, it a I lot like him. and you you put me onto them and I was like. I like his voice. Yeah, I, I like it. He's definitely been listening to a lot of Marcy. Oh, he's, he's obsessed with Marcy. Um, there's just something 
there's something about December that I'd like to hear instrumental versions That's of these songs. Though, yeah. Right? My, the more I thought about it, and this is going to divide an awful lot of people, I would be mad into hearing uh, Prodigy songs without Keith Lint. That's absolutely fair enough. Because, again, lyrically atrocious. Which is just... It Mostly, just, sorry. It nothing from me. Like, if you listen to the lyrics of... He's a serial killer. Serial killer. It's just serial, garbage. Serial thriller. Yeah, it's just garbage. I can just do without it. You know, Fire starter's fine. I, I, that's Breathe is fine. <sighs> but this, if you listen to the whole fight of the land, and I hate saying this, because R.I.P., some of the Keith yeah. Flynn stuff would be seemingly to me the weaker yeah. link of it. It is. Lyrically, uh, not vocally, because vocals are fine. He, the fact that he brought the punk aspect to it is, yeah. is, is, it's gotta be at least 40% of what we love Prodigy. I think so. I think so. Listen, there's just something about those Keith Flynn songs that just, like, run with the wolves and all. Like, that's. No, you, you're not wrong. You know what? I, I, you they know just what? missed the mark for me, and yeah. I, I, I don't think maybe maybe somebody else doing them. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody else Listen, doing them. It, I know what you're saying. It sounds awful to say, but you're not fucking wrong. Yeah, there's just the something ser- there. His 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 vocals are fine. Mm. I think his vocals are fine. His look defined Prodigy. One hundred percent. Prodigy didn't get there's no one else that looks. You know, you got you got is it Maxi yeah. with the with the um, the fucking. The eye things. Yeah, got the, 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 the contacts. Contact lenses. They, the inserts. That's, of that's a huge thing. You got Liam Heller who just looks like anyone. Just a, a normal human. A normal human. He never wants to be out front. That's fair nope. enough. He's also an absolute genius. <sighs> he's, he's literally a Mozart. But there's certain times where I'm listening to over, yeah, like you said, over stuff where I go, and it's only really from Fatland on where he kind of dropped the ball a See, bit. I can't, we've had this conversation. Fatland is not my favorite album. No, that, that's fine. By any stretch. It's, no, it's no, but it's not. it's not. It's not as good as the first two. I, I'd even skip Experience. Experience is fine. Like, it's fine. Jill Generation. Well, it's a different thing. Yeah. It's a different beast. 100%. That's fine. It's almost like... But you, the band only got big off the back of Flint. I don't give a fuck any recess. That's what I'm saying. The, yeah. the importance is not in question at all. Yeah. And the fact that you would never ever take him out, but like you're saying, if we're being 100, percent yeah, honest, we're going to be brutally honest. Times where lyrically, not vocally or visually, yeah, because visually brilliant. Someone should have stepped in and said, "This is shite." Can you just change that vocal yeah. from serial change killer, the shite one, the good, serial to killer, good. serial killer, yeah. serial thriller? Oh no! Oh or no! Even, uh, people like you just feel my fire. People like you just actually that's okay. That's actually all right. Because it doesn't need to be lyrically good. That's a punk. That's a punk prodigy song. Yeah. Right? Because he remember. I think what happened was he released the band Flint. Yeah. The punk band. I think that was maybe the lads going. You know. Just do your own thing over there. Do your own thing because you started as the dancer. So basically, yeah. you're. Uh, this is not a slight on him. He became the bears with talent because he did have talent. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. Did you ever hear the prodigy? Song like you said, what? He had a pub. He had his own bar. He in London, didn't he? Did uh, yeah, and he had a swear jar, apparently. He wouldn't let people swear in the pub or something like that. That's an interesting thing. That's okay. Mm. I'm into that idea. What and would happen if you... If, every, if, anybody, uh, if anybody coursed in the pub, they had to put like a pound coin. So basically, no Irish and no Scots could really Pretty run Or no one from London. I don't know which way it worked. He had a swear jar. That's all I know about him. Uh, let's do our last question. And it's not even a question because I'm not answering it. And uh, Dan Flynn asks, what happened in Prague? What did happen in Prague? I'm not telling you. 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually not talking about okay, it. Okay, let me ask a few questions, and you can say yes or no. Okay. Was it on a twenty bulls each tour? No. Was it on a school holiday? Yes. Oh, those are the good ones. Fuck. <laughs> you in your teens? Oh, I don't remember. Probably yeah. Does it involve a girl or your mate? Yeah. Both. 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 Yeah. Oh my god! Is this part of the human body? Yeah. Don't tell the story. <laughs> don't tell that story. We're cutting that short because um, I'll tell you what. You really don't want to get sick right now. Yeah. You tell me that, and I can't. No. Yeah. Um. I will tell anybody in person. Dan, um, I'll, t- I'll tell you when I meet you. That's disgraceful. I'm disgusting. <coughs> no, you know what? No, fuck that. Yeah. Um. No, I'm not telling that story. I, t- I tell. I just. I tell stories about me fucking. Me, grandfather's fucking ashes but I'm not I'm not telling that story um, that's it uh, thank you thank you for listening to um, Raiders of the Lost Art that was fun that was actually fun, that was fun. Uh, great questions by the way we'll do that every now and again um, you can ask multiple questions it's perfectly fine we're not going to have many rules for this one it's not going to be like the user submissions we won't all, if, if there's 12 questions we won't be able to do 12 that was yeah a per- we'll, that we'll was get through a, per- a few perfect amount yeah 8 is about right there um, or 7 and a half so what we'll do is um We'll get back to this in a couple of weeks. We'll post it up again. We'll get it, maybe we'll give give everybody a little bit more notice. Um, this is just an idea we yeah, had last night. Give me more notice. Yeah, we listen. This was a thing we decided. <laughs> it's good. A no, of hours it's ago. Sometimes you just got to be on the fly. Exactly. We just wing it. Um, uh, we have a night coming up on the twenty ninth of February in the Thomas House. Basically, we're not doing a live podcast, but we are. We are two DJs, so we yeah. will be doing two DJs <laughs> DJing. In the Thomas House, yeah, under the banner of the Warren club. G is going to be there. He is going to be he's there. Not, he, he is not, giving me a few not, slaps actually not. about what he said about his name. I don't think Warren G is coming. I don't think we, we, we might be able to get Coolio, but I don't think we're going to be able to get Warren G. Anybody can get Coolio. Um, yeah, listen, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast if you want to support us. If you don't want to throw money at us, it's facebook.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast. Uh, tell your mates. That's it. Uh, thank you for listening to Raiders of the Lost Art. There's probably not going to be a playlist, but what we will do is we'll. No, there could be a little playlist. There could be, but I think maybe what we'll do, maybe we'll bang some uh, YouTube links. We, we, we've been <gasps> sorry. We've happened that thing. Well, maybe just for bullshit like this, we'll do. Definitely we'll not. Do podcast because we course on it and that's not they will not um, I haven't I haven't uh, all of our podcasts are shared onto YouTube automatically and I guarantee you we've been uh, kicked off Um, the link is there the link is on the facebook.com yeah come to the 29th of February come to that shit it starts at 10 o'clock it's in the Thomas House it's free and it'll be me and Helmet uh, banging out uh, unwieldy bangers don't be weird if we don't start talking in a full spiel we're in the middle of doing shit. yeah we're working and the last time we've done that both of our laptops died at the same time it was great fun <laughs> that was hilarious yeah there's no reason Terrifying, for it yeah. Um, yeah thank you very much uh, Raiders of the Lost 